0: Warning! The following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions.
1: Stop it! You're acting like a child! Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust,
0: and dissect. All right. No normal mind can imagine. Yes. Okay, so, to bring it to a weird tangent, in a tangent, within a tangent, it's skewed into this tangent. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike,
1: Mike and, and Jeremy. Jeremy.
0: <laughs> we are Friends of Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. How you doing, bro? Doing all right.
1: Doing all right. Here, you did some uh, excavating today.
0: Yeah. Sorry for the late start, but it what seemed like an easy project on YouTube <laughs> was not the same in real life. Can you believe that? Well, everything's easy on YouTube. Oh man, the, the the guy like leveled his whole yard in two minutes while singing Blippi's excavator song. And, I mean, I was whistling the Gremlins theme while I was, you know, using it. It was kind of fun.
1: So he did his whole yard in two minutes, and it took you two minutes to figure out where the key is to start it, right?
0: No, the key came with it already in the ignition. (laughs) So that that was easy. But, yeah, it took some playing around to to figure it out. Okay, so let's just jump right into this, because no one cares what I'm doing in my backyard all day. Sequels.
1: Yes, I was excited. And I, then I went to put my list together and realized, holy shit, there's a lot of sequels.
0: I've redone my list almost as many times as there are sequels out there.
1: Yeah, I did I did too. Actually, I, as we were saying before we started, I was still doing it like an hour ago.
0: Yeah, I made sure I locked in mine last night because I wanted to re-go through all these movies, you know, quickly just to see if there was any notes I was going to miss because I love these 10 movies, man.
1: Yeah, no, Mike, same thing with mine. I mean, you may laugh at a, a couple of mine, but you know what? They're they're fun and I could watch them over and over.
0: All right. So you want to lead? Or you want me to lead?
1: I'll start. What the fuck? Oh, Brad, what the fuck?
0: Remember? The fuck? Do a double on a double.
1: Double on a double. See, now what happens if we match the same number? Ooh.
0: If you do like basketball style, you do a triple double.
1: Nice. Alright. Top ten. So my number ten.
0: I went with Creep Show two. Oh, Creep Show Two. Love Creep Show Two.
1: Creep Show Two was fun. Um so basically same thing as the first one. You have the three stories. This one you had Chief Woodenhead.
0: Love Chief Woodenhead. <laughs> I
1: I love the the the, the nephew there, the, the he's robbing the friggin' store. Cause he's gonna go to Hollywood to become a star.
0: Yeah, that's not how you make it.
1: No, and, then, and of course, like the the wooden statue goes around and basically kills the entire gang. Was it like, uh, was like Fatso and something else? I forget the I forget the nicknames he had for them.
0: Those cigar store uh, wooden Indians. Those things are expensive, man. No shit.
1: So yeah, that one. You had the raft, which actually, that one was actually pretty cool. That was my favorite.
0: The Raft is a short story by Stephen King, which is a phenomenal story,
1: with that like oil slick that like comes up through the through the raft. Yeah, that and you had the hitchhiker, which is also a really good one, with the lady uh, Mrs. Lansing who like cheats on her husband, and then runs over a hitchhiker and basically he hitches a ride, through the woods, gets smushed into a tree, hitches a ride back to her garage. It's a lot of fun little anthology, and they stick to the whole um like comic book like wraparound.
0: Right. Now uh Tales from the Dark Side is an unofficial sequel of Creep Show which would be Creep Show three. That was a actually a really good movie too. The whole creep show really? series, the new uh Shudder series, Creepshow. Creep Show's just a fun fucking time.
1: Is the, the second the second season out is out for that, right?
0: Not yet. Not yet. No, it got held up because of COVID, but uh I mean, everything's written. I just don't think it's in production yet.
1: I think I read they were green-lighted for season three, too.
0: That's awesome. But, uh, no, I loved season one. Yeah, Greg Nicotero doing some awesome things, but has been doing awesome things for a long time. Oh, absolutely. Mad props. And, of course, Romero and King, mad props. Of course. All right, so my number 10, Candyman, Farewell to the Flesh. Oh, From 1995. Now, it's... uh, So, Candyman, obviously, classic. Yes. And when I started watching Candyman Part 2, I mean, they don't call it Part 2, but it's Part 2, it takes place in New Orleans, which is strange because the whole story took place in Cabrini-Greens in Chicago. So, if you can suspend your disbelief a little bit, because I don't know how he ended up back to Chicago, because supposedly he was born in the whole background happened in new orleans but new orleans is such a great backdrop for his tale yeah i mean it's during mardi gras it's perfect for a horror horror movie it's a city rich with history ugly history Mm -hmm. but i mean that's an important theme in the legend of daniel robitaille yes yeah and i mean still same thing a lot of cool kills you know hook just gutting people they almost went a different route and went to a different urban legend but the studio was like nah man we want to see candy man we want that hook just gutting people and it paid off
1: yeah i mean that i mean that's obviously what he's known for i mean you don't want to stray too far from that
0: no i mean it was like when halloween took out michael myers in part three like a lot of people got mad even though it's a good movie right. a lot of people got mad because the big bad wasn't there Props to Clive Barker. His story, The Forbidden, is one of the books of blood, which the story's based on. Like, that dude, he knows creepy. Yeah. All right. Oh, so- and Philip, sorry, before you go on, <laughs> Philip Glass, he also scored this movie. He didn't score the third movie, which I haven't actually seen. But, uh, you know, so you got that creepy, awesome soundtrack. Yeah.
1: So my number nine, it's a little on the cheesy side. Here we go. So... Let's get our Voodoo for Dummies books out. We're going to turn to page 217, and we're going to talk about Bride of Chucky. Ah, yes. I hated this movie when I first saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It, it's just... I, I I felt like they were beating a dead horse at that point, so I revisited it. This was so fun. This was such a fun movie.
0: It's a lot of fun. But, I mean, if you... you... Watch the original *Child's Play*, and then part two, and then part three. I mean, they're getting a little more cheesy, a, a lot are. more jokes. But now you got they, Jennifer Tilly. I, I was very thankful for that. Great poker player. So, I mean, we
1: see Chucky. He's he's taken out of the evidence locker in the trash bag, which is brought to Tiffany, who's Jennifer Tilly, and you know she sews him back together and brings Charles Charles Lee Ray's soul back. Thinking he's she's gonna marry him, and of course you know the ring that he had left her, he was just gonna sell for like five Gs. But um, on top of that, you have Catherine Heigl, a lot of big names in this. You have Catherine Heigl, John Ritter, Alexis Arquette, a killer soundtrack. But um, yeah, no, it was it was super fun and a bit of a almost like a Bonnie and Clyde thing with Catherine Heigl and her boyfriend running a, running away with, uh, so they thought, you know, they did all of their murders and stuff. Also, doll sex. A little weird.
0: Uh, doll sex is a little weird. Yeah. But I mean, it's getting less weird. I think uh, if you have the money, sex dolls are now becoming less creepy, but also more creepy, I guess. It's like uh, having a robot. Yeah. Hey, have you seen? They basically have AI. They can talk to you. I know. Hey, baby. Do we really have to do it in my butt again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But no, great. I mean, great soundtrack. It has Rob Zombie, Monster Magnet, Bruce Dickinson. um, It was a cold chamber. Just great. All around
0: fun. Big names from the 90s. Great compilation soundtrack. Yeah. My number nine. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh. Scream 4.
1: I got up to Scream 3. I haven't seen Scream 4 yet.
0: Okay. You need to see Scream 4. It's... Awesome. It's Wes Craven's last film, and I think it's better than part two and part three. So Scream 1, obvious classic. Right. Part two and three, they're okay. I mean, they both have their moments, but this one kind of takes it back. It's got the same tension and satire of the first. They're kind of making fun of the instant internet celebrity fame, you know, going off of shit for likes, for follows. Uh, It's very meta, meta meta yeah but everyone's reinventing themselves they kind of play it off like it's a remake you got uh courtney cox she's trying to write a book nev campbell's character sydney prescott she's famously w- wrote a book and she's trying to distance herself from the stab movie so she's also trying to reinvent herself so it's like a big play on remakes you also have anna paquin Kristen bell hayden pan Ettier, emma roberts Great kills, great fun, good times. Yeah, and as far
1: as I know, I know Nev Campbell has signed on for Scream 5. I don't know if Courtney Cox has.
0: I believe Courtney Cox has as well. Um, Unfortunately, Wes Craven is not on board. Yeah. Sad to say. Rest your soul. (sighs) But that was one of the things. He wouldn't do part four if it didn't have a great script. That was one of the things he said. Right. And he did it. So there you go yeah all right
1: so my number eight puppet master three toulon's revenge toulon toulon see i watched i watched two and three this week and two was just i don't know i couldn't i, yeah. I had a hard time getting through two. <laughs>
0: Two's, twos two something else
1: but three was fun you get more of a backstory on the puppets um you see, see, I
0: like that. I like the backstories. Like, if you're going to have a sequel, there's going to be a reason for it. It just can't be the same formula.
1: Right. So, yeah, I mean, you, you see, like, Toulon earlier on where he's doing his, you know, political satire shows, which kind of ire the Nazis.
0: Nazis weren't known for their humor.
1: No. Although I found it kind of hilarious that, like, you had that one guy, Stein, who was also, like, a puppeteer, who ended up bringing the pictures back and...
0: Won't just know. make fun of my
1: puppets. <laughs> Nine. They're not dolls. They are puppets. But you also find out that each one of those puppets, you know, was an actual person. You know, so obviously, I mean, you have his wife who they killed and he brought back as a puppet. But there was like, you know, every, everyone else was somebody that he knew and had that will to live. Who he brought them, he brought them back. There was a couple good kills. I mean, obviously, like the drill guy is always good for something cool. Oh,
0: that dude is Mac Blade. Blade is my favorite. I think Blade is probably a lot of people's favorites.
1: That's the, the white face with the black eyes? Yes. It, didn't he? Now, he made him based off of the that Nazi major, didn't he?
0: Yes. <laughs> I don't okay. know. Uh, I saw The Littlest Reich. That was the last Puppet Master movie I saw, and that was a lot of fun, too. Barbara Crampton was involved with that.
1: Yeah, I think Tom Lennon was in that also.
0: Yes, he was hilarious. He very good role in that. Yeah. Number eight, <laughs> The Purge. Anarchy. Oh, yeah. So this takes place in America, 2023, and I could actually see this happening in three <laughs> years from now. I mean, we're we're getting pretty close to purging. But the original purge, great premise. Um, I don't know if they didn't have a huge budget. Maybe that's why they basically made it a home invasion movie. But this brought it out into the whole world, and you could see people purging, and like lives were at stake. It got political and. Yeah, yeah, that was just, it was just bad ass. That Dodge Charger? Mm Mm-hmm. Bad ass. You know the guy that played? uh, Off the top of my head, can't think of him, but he tried to buy that car, they're like, nah. (laughs) Nah, I don't think that's road legal, bro. Fuck the new founding fathers. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck your money. And motherfuck the purge. Carmelo Johns. Now, did you see the election year one? Yes.
1: That one was okay.
0: It was okay, but Anarchy was a lot of fucking fun. Yeah.
1: All right. So my number seven. So we're going to go away to the Forest of Killarney, where some say that the tales are true. So for my number seven, we'll talk about The
0: Leprechaun too. Oh, seven lucky number and lucky leprechaun.
1: I love this movie. This movie is so bad, but it is so
0: great. I mean, it's not, like, leprechaun in the hood bad, but that one was awesome because you got iced tea smoking up with the leprechaun.
1: But, I mean, this one, so you have his, his, it's his thousandth birthday. He needs a bride. And so he has a slave who he goes to, like, take his daughter. And apparently if you sneeze once and sneeze twice, she'll be his when he sneezes thrice. And it was his daughter, and then he ended up saving her, so he was going to, like, take his fairest of kin a thousand years
0: later. Holy fuck, I'm confused. Yeah. (laughs) Where's the pot of gold?
1: Well, and then, you know, he comes across his fairest of kin a thousand years later, and her boyfriend ends up stealing one of his coins, and it's a big wild goose chase for the coin, and you have Uncle Morty who runs a dark side tour in Hollywood, and it's just, oh,
0: God, it's so good. Yeah, Warwick Davis, the man.
1: The best, although the best kill is he, um, he tricked one kid into thinking like a pair of tits was, uh, or lawnmower blades were a pair of tits, and he just sticks
0: his face in them, and it's awesome. That is not the way to motorboat. No. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. All right, number seven, bringing it back to Clive Barker again, Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Hmm. Now... Hellraiser, another classic. Yes. But I would be so bold to say that Hellraiser two is possibly even better than the first Hellraiser. It's 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 out there. Yeah, but I mean you get to see Hell. You get a little bit of backstory on Pinhead. He was a human, Elliot Spencer, and he's using the layman configuration, and you see yep. how he gets the the pins in his head. I mean, it's based off of the Hellbound Heart, obviously, so they call it Hellbound, which is very deserving. Kirstie Cotton starts off in a loony bin, because if you just tell the story of why there's blood all over your house, and everyone's murdered, oh, but I was just playing with this puzzle box, and these Cenobites can't okay, come with us, <laughs> you're going to the pad itself, so, you know, rightfully so, she's in the loony bin. But she travels to hell and back in this movie. It just shows how badass she is. Um, little girl Tiffany, who's also in the loony bin, because she doesn't talk, I guess. And if you don't talk, I guess you're crazy. But she's a puzzle prodigy. Right. It's just, it's a lot of fun. A lot of cool deaths. Obviously, Cenobite's doing cenobite things. And you get to see hell, man. And crazy least, stairs. Crazy stairs. There's always crazy stairs in hell.
1: So I was actually finishing up that movie today and the scene where they go where, you know, they kidnap Tiffany and they go into hell and at that like the fortress and walls and stuff like that. And my wife goes, oh, look, it's crazy stairs. You're going up the stairs and down the stairs and like up
0: the sideways stairs, like from Family Guy. It's just like like in I mean, they've done it in everything. They've done it in Labyrinth. Right. They did it with the Boogeyman and Ghostbusters. It's M.C. Escher stairs. You're right. That's all it is, you know? That's it, man. It's it's fucking cool. Check it out. I will. And I did. And you did. But everyone else, check it out.
1: <laughs> so my number six, I went with Wes Craven's New Nightmare.
0: Ooh. Which is not so new anymore. No, it
1: was 1994. And this is probably, this is the third of the Nancy Thompson trilogy and the last movie in the series. I loved that they like blurred the lines of the re- like their reality and then like the movie world using Heather Langenkamp instead of Nancy as the actual character. So so basically the actors were basically they played themselves.
0: Robert Englund was very sweet in this when he wasn't playing like I don't know dare I say Uber Freddy. Yeah, he was that was an awesome
1: Portrayal of Freddy though, I love that interpretation of him,
0: that it, darker,
1: evil, like long trench coat with like the like tall boots. And that was pretty cool.
0: I remember um, when that came out, it was like one of the actual Freddy's that you know kind of shook me a little bit watching right. it.
1: But so you have you have Heather's husband, who's a, who works. I don't know if they owned the company in the movie, but he is a special effects guy who got assigned to a special project. It was the new Nightmare on Elm Street movie. But he wouldn't tell her, and then he ends up dying by the glove that he was creating. And the son Dylan is like a schizophrenic, like goes into like crazy episodes.
0: Now, Um, before you go on, is that the kid that is like, boys have a penis and girls have a vagina? (laughs) It's the exact (laughs) same kid. It's the same kid from Kindergarten Cop.
1: It really is, because I looked it up, I'm like, that kid looks familiar. I'm like, where do I know this kid? But yeah, I mean, they bring back. All the old characters, John Saxon, who recently just passed away, um, Bob Shea, Wes Craven was in it, uh, Robert England, and I mean, essentially, we're, we're watching them create the movie that we're watching.
0: Yes, it's like Inception. Ooh, that's about dreams, too. I didn't see Inception. Nightmares are dreams, too, you know. I suppose they are. Number six, Hostel, part two. I
1: didn't go to Hostel Part 2.
0: No. Have you seen Hostel Part 1? Yeah. Part 2? Fucking awesome. If you like Part 1, Part 2 is awesomer.
1: Do we have more scenes of them, like, snipping guys' Achilles
0: tendons? Dude, there's uh, scenes of guys getting snipped uh, very more painfully than Achilles tendons. (laughs) If uh, Achilles, you get him with the heel... Well, uh, Mr. Dick Richardson has his own weakness, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Ouch. But it's awesome. So you get a little more uh, story about the elite hunting club. You see, like, a bunch of assholes bidding on girls before they're even kidnapped. And they're, like, making a vacation out of it. It's two brothers. They're Like, super stoked to do this. Well, one brother is, like, over-the-top excited. The other brother is a little more apprehensive. I mean, of course. Who wouldn't be apprehensive about killing some fucking buddy? (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so it's just really cool how they do the the bidding system. It's females this time, so you're a little more, uh, you feel worse. Kill as many guys as you want, but when, it, when you're killing females, uh, that makes you feel bad, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's... Yeah. Well, it's, I guess it depends.
0: I guess it depends on the Well, female. I mean, if if she's portrayed as a bitch for the whole beginning of the movie, and then you're rooting for her to die. But no, these are just a group of chicks hanging out, and they're having a lot of fun, traipsing across Europe, and they go to check in, and they're actually uh, watching Pulp Fiction in the background, the scene where john travolta is talking about the differences in america and europe so that was like a cool little shout out there from eli roth to quentin tarantino Mm -hmm. because they're buddies but i've heard it's
1: i've heard it's the metric system i don't understand that
0: but then again i guess i should because we're the only assholes in the world (laughs) that don't go by it
1: well we like to be different
0: (sighs) to a fault sometimes but um, and, <laughs> it's I, I, I mean, I'm not saying I don't want to convert. I don't want to learn a new system. I'm too old to be learning. You know, this this old dog don't want to learn new tricks. But it puts females as the victims, and their characters are much more sympathetic. And when they die, it's more horrific. And there are some deaths that call back to some some cool, cool shit from history. Yeah, Lady McBloodbath. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's her name, but
1: Oh, yeah. All right. What is this, number five now?
0: Numero cinco. All
1: right, you got a drink ready? Yes, sir. So my number five, we're heading back to hell, man. Back hell- to hell.
0: Hellraiser- we're Yeah.
1: Hellraiser 2, Hellbound.
0: Oh, it's called Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Don't be a prick. Well, you know what?
1: Okay, so... I mean you you already basically reiterated the whole uh, the whole thing. Although that whole like weird makeout scene between Dr. Shenard and like skinless Julie is, Oh, that was sexy as fuck, man.
0: That's relationship goals right there. You your girl don't even have lips. She's all bloody and shit, but you're like, I don't care. I love you, baby. <laughs> Bring me to hell. Oh, uh, god. Yeah.
1: Uh, and also, I mean I also found so at the end when Cenobite Chenard, uh, shows up that the Cenobites and Pinhead after she shows him the picture of him being um good, uh, you know his human self it was almost like he turned into the good guy for a little
0: bit. Yeah, he was a little he was uh, wrestling with it. I mean, come on. Does do you really want to get tortured for eternity?
1: That looks like that sucks with the whole chains thing and the hooks and
0: the... I got to say some people are into that. I am not into that. No. I'm into a lot of weird shit, but man, that is just too fucking weird. I mean, not even weird. It's just it just looked like it hurt, man. Yeah, I get slapped in the face. That's cool, but I don't want no hooks.
1: Well, kind of like a, like at at the end of Puppet Master Three, where like they the, the Nazi major there, they like strung him up like through his head, his hands, and
0: his feet and everything. And good god, that looks shitty. Yeah, that ain't for me. Yes. My number five, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors.
1: My favorite of the series.
0: That was the first Freddy movie I saw. Well, technically, it's the first movie in the series that they call him Freddy. Really? Yes, before that, they just referred to him as Fred Krueger. So now they're calling him Freddy. It's uh, Patricia Arquette's debut. We get a young Larry Krueger. Fishburn. Yes.
1: Cowboy Curtis also.
0: Yes. Uh, we get introduced to Hypnosil. This is the second mm-hmm. movie in Nancy Thompson's trilogy. Yep. And everybody's just so badass. And th- what I loved about this movie was it's a bunch of lucid dreamers and they all have superpowers in their dreams and they go to battle Freddy. And that is just fucking cool because I've always been a lucid dreamer, so I was always wondering... How would I fare against Freddy? Not well, probably. But I would like to think that I would do well, battling a dream demon. Yep, I like you
1: know? that. Kin- I like that Kincaid
0: kid. Yeah, strong as fuck in his dreams. You get the uh, the cripple dude who can walk in his dreams, and he's like some kind of like Dungeons wizard. and Dragons wizard. Yeah. Should I have not said cripple? That was probably rude. He's differently abled. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, uh so, you get Dockin'. Like, this movie has its own theme song.
1: I have been rocking that song for the last, like, three weeks.
0: That is such a cheesy, hairband, awesome theme song. So this gets its own theme song. It's got great kills. You get the marionette. You get... Uh, Where the dream Warriors. You got the junkie mm-hmm. who gets... Injected by Freddy's glove turns into uh, shot hands. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, what, what, what else? You got Freddy gets stabbed with his own glove and there's a possible way you can kill him with holy water and, you know, making the sign of the cross. And at the very end, this was supposed to be basically the final chapter. There's a miniature Elm Street house and there's a light that comes on. And everyone interprets that as, well, Freddie's still alive. But initially, it was meant to be Nancy. Spoiler, she died. And that light was her saying, I'm watching over you. There's no need to worry anymore. Interesting. Yeah, so that was supposed to be the end of the uh, Elm Streets.
1: Definitely a fantastic film.
0: So fucking awesome. The the dude getting like hung over the like the pit to hell with like oh the, the puppet t- strings no it was like what no the, not that part the tongue bindings oh yeah 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 oh so gross so Sorry, cool Sorry, the, the the puppet so the
1: puppet awesome. one was the uh the sleepwalker kid
0: yeah wasn't that uh that was joey that was the uh the shoplifter no. from chopping mall
1: no, his he had the whole like nurse like scene, but I'm like the oh yeah, the,
0: hello nurse.
1: No, the 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 kid who he would like sleepwalk and then like he, I don't know, like they use like his tendons as like the puppet string. Oh god, that was so. That still gives me like chills.
0: Yeah, that was that that was painful. But yeah, so anyway, my bad. Joey chopping mall shoplifter. Yes, sorry, my bad.
1: Hope those records were good.
0: <laughs> That's All probably right. what ended up him in that uh that looney bin waiting for Freddy. Maybe.
1: All right. So my number 4, Friday the 13th part 4, the final chapter from oh. 1984. 444. Four, four. That was just a coincidence. I, I had uh, but this is this is the first of the Tommy Jarvis trilogy.
0: Badass uh, he, Corey Feldman. Yes. Um I
1: loved I love the aggression of the way Ted White played played Jason. You had George McFly, George Dead fuck McFly, was in this
0: movie, doing probably the best cinematic dance number of all time. Yes, yes,
1: but it was it was just and probably the best twins of all time too.
0: It's funny because those twins in the documentary, they're like, "All right, yeah, we we agree that we're hot, and obviously we're twins." But the outfits that we're wearing are not hot at all. What the oh, fuck? <laughs> they were terrible.
1: But yeah, so yeah, double you have man,
0: double your fun, double double double. Sorry, I don't know the fucking <laughs> song. Just twins. <laughs> Hello. Well,
1: you have you have you have Tommy Jarvis and Tommy, who's basically named after uh, Tom Savini, and you know he made these cool masks and everything. And all those
0: masks were actually Tom Savini, right?
1: Well, this was the last time that he appeared um, or did work for
0: for the franchise. Well, he thought he was going to get to kill off his uh, creation. Right. Hey, the final chapter. It's got to be the last one, right? No, no. No, it's not.
1: We need at least eight more of those
0: movies. This is why we're probably going to need eight more of a sequel tangent.
1: (laughs) I know. But great ending kill, the machete to the side of the face.
0: Oh, God, have you Um, seen the extended version? Yes. Yes, I have. That is so cool. Like, obviously, you see the mask kind of, like, dent in at one point, but just the machete slide. Oh, so fucking cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. And you could see, like, I mean, Ted White hated Corey Feldman. I mean, he hated him. And I feel like it showed, too.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, you can see a lot of great actors hating on Corey Feldman on, like, behind the scenes shit.
1: He's not very liked right now. (laughs) Corey (laughs) Feldman's
0: career. I know. Yeah, he's
1: not very liked right
0: now. Yeah, well. Anyway. Moving on. Next. Number four The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Uh huh. From 1986. So, how can you top a movie that is almost. Perfect. Many people wrongly say it started the slasher movement. It didn't. It just was awesome. (laughs) So how do you make that better? Well, you can't. So what you do, you make it different. You make it funny. You make it more about the whole family. And you make it about revenge on the, the victims trying to get revenge on the family. And it's a really good fucking time. You get... An opening with Rick the Prick and the Buzz. They're whipping this car with a license plate FAH slash Q. faq. Q. So I guess in Texas this was a big thing because that was also Ben Affleck's paddle in Days and Confused. And that was based in really? Texas too in the 70s. This was, I mean, 86 obviously, but I don't know. That must be a Texas thing. You know, it's obviously fuck you, but faq. Q. Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, So they're bothering Stretch, who's played by Caroline Williams. She plays Vanita Brock, who is a lead DJ at K-O-K-L-A. And, I mean, there are some really creepy fucking scenes, but there's a lot of great humor in this. I mean, they've got a Texas-Oklahoma chili cook-off where the grand champion is Drake Sawyer because he's got an eye for prime meat. You got Bill Moseley. I mean, obviously. Everyone love, knows Bill Mosley. I,
1: I love Bill Moseley.
0: I love music. Iron Butterfly. Can you play in a God Da the Vita? He's got a pin on, on his, like, I don't know, suspenders or whatever. It says put on a happy face. That's a great joke that you only notice <laughs> if you're looking at his pin. Like, that is hilarious. <laughs> music is my life. Dennis Hopper plays Lefty. Yep. He's this like old school cop whose nephew and niece got murdered in the first movie and he's seeking revenge and he's been following this family around and there's a fucking chainsaw fight. He goes to a store to find chainsaws. There's just like thousands (laughs) of chainsaws everywhere and he's like holding them out and like whipping them around to see which ones he can, like, duel with. And the guy selling him the chainsaws are like, they all got gasoline, you won't try them out, man. And he's like, nah, I just want to see if I can swing them. And chainsaw fight. Let's just leave that at chainsaw fight. Oh, and uh, I don't know, but, I mean, I don't know how recently you saw this movie, but was, uh, was Leatherface masturbating? when he assaulted stretch with that chainsaw it was very creepy uh, yeah well then sorry i don't have any chain <laughs> i don't have a chainsaw in the basement i'm not going to like do any fun chainsaw sound effects so let's go
1: <laughs> all right so my number 3 it was a little warm outside today so i feel like on our way to the frontier fun town We should stop, get some tootie-fucking-fruity,
0: tootie-fucking-fruity, and talk about the Devil's Rejects. Oh, I'm not familiar with the Devil's Rejects. Well, let me fill you in. Thank you.
1: (laughs) This is probably, I mean, I mean, this, I feel like, I don't know, Rob Zombie's movies get either like a love or hate kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it's very, very like split.
1: Yeah, no, there's no in-between. There's just, like, either his, like, stuff is fantastic or his, like, stuff sucks.
0: Uh, I mean, that's opinion-wise. Right. Oh, of course. It's people, like, will argue this to the death. "Oh, Oh, Rob Zombie movies suck. No, Rob Zombie movies are bad. Shut the fuck up. Just watch the movie. Right, exactly. And this movie is fucking awesome. I mean,
1: you have, I mean, the whole ambush scene at the beginning at the Firefly house
0: what an opening fucking scene!
1: Right, and they they go and uh, Sheriff Weidel goes in, arrests you know Mama Firefly, um, baby and Otis get away, and Captain Spaulding, who apparently is nailing Ginger Lynn in his dreams,
0: only and... in his dreams. Yeah, that cause... scene was so hilarious because when he <laughs> it wakes was... up and the girls like, "Are oh, we having a bad dream?" and he's like, "Eh," because <laughs> he's like. <laughs> And you know he's like, yeah, I got murdered in my dream, but I was banging Ginger Lynn and not your ass.
1: <laughs> oh God! And then you know, he goes on to st- steal PJ Souls's car for some top secret crown business. Now see, it's I love Rob that, Zombie for that. That 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 supersedes any of your needs for this vehicle.
0: Did I stutter, bitch? That PJ Souls cameo just to get her car stolen. See, like he Rob Zombie that is. Yeah uses old school horror actors for so many parts. And like he plays homage to old classics and he does it so well. Right.
1: And, and just like the, I mean, the one liners from, from Bill Mosby is just fantastic. Like, Bill Mosby.
0: What is Bill that? Mosby. Is that toad Ted Mosby's uh, brother from how I met your mother, <laughs> how I met uh, your motherfucker.
1: Boy, the next thing out of your mouth better be some brilliant Mark Twain shit.
0: Because <laughs> it's definitely getting chiseled on your tombstone.
1: But yeah, like you said, I like mean the horror cast in this. I mean, you got Bill Mosby, uh, Ken Foley. Mosley.
0: Mosley. Sorry. Did I say Mosby? Yes, you said it twice now. I already made a joke about it. God damn it.
1: All right. Um. Yeah, Michael Berryman, uh, who was in uh, Hills Have Eyes. But anyway, I mean. I'm really
0: just... uh, sweetheart, he is. Yeah,
1: and it just just finishes off with the scene at the end, the whole you know free bird scene, and, and actually,
0: it actually it made you feel bad for them. These horrible, despicable monsters. It, like, I
1: mean, he, he pulled like the he, like a,
0: a freaking double turn, a switcheroo. Yeah, he, he he's like, all right, you got to hate these people. They do some horrible things. Like there was one scene in particular that I was disturbed by, and then somehow. Towards the end of the movie, I'm like, no, they can't die. I like these guys somehow. They got to get away. Oh, please. They have to be free birds. <laughs> so my number three, I was so torn on this. And I went back and forth and back and forth. And it would be too obvious for me to say Dawn. So I'm going with Day of the Dead. Oh. So 1985, this was Greg Nicotero's. Uh, First movie, his first major special effects job, uh, under Tom Savini. Yep. And I mean, this just movie so awesome. George Romero called it the "Gone with the Wind" of zombie films.
1: Now, was this technically like the direct sequel to *Night of the Living Dead*?
0: No. So there's *Night of the Living Dead*, then there's *Dawn of the Dead*. Okay. And then I couldn't remember which day of the dead. I couldn't remember which one was first. So *Day of the Dead* takes Blade takes place in a military bunker they're basically making runs to see if there are any other people alive they go as far as they can and they radio broadcast they come back to the bunker they have a finite amount of food and supplies and they have a crazy mad scientist trying to figure out a cure or a reason for all of this and this is not the first time that George Romero uses a smart zombie because obviously now you' living dead, you got the guy using the rock as a tool to smash the window. I mean, he's always kind of gone with that. But we have Bub and Bub is awesome. He rocks some headphones. He may or may not pull a gun on a dude. He does. Um it, it's just a lot of fucking fun. The music is fucking awesome. The kills are insanely awesome. There are people's heads getting ripped off, intestines getting ripped. There's a clown zombie. I mean, this movie is just so fucking fun. Definitely. Yes. One of my favorite movies of all time.
1: So my number two. I didn't want to do this because I just felt like going with two movies in the same series would just be... Lame. Yeah, but I can't leave it off the list. And I went Nightmare on Elm Street 3.
0: Oh, drink! Team Warriors! You're drinking very loudly. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, like, hear your gullet.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, probably the best, probably the best installation of the series.
0: Um, Yeah,
1: we have Patricia Arquette, like you said, Lawrence Fishburne. The guy ah, who's not- He
0: was credited as Larry. Sorry.
1: Larry Fishburne, the guy who's not Bill Maher.
0: No. D- <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Have you, I showed you the the side-by-side photos, right? Yeah, You did. I really did think, thought that was Bill Maher for for, for a little it
1: bit. W- it wasn't until like a couple years ago, or it was recently that I'm just like, no, totally. It's Bill Maher. It's Bill Maher. And then I looked it up and it's like, he's like, I'm not fucking Bill Maher.
0: Yeah. They take they took a photo together and it was like, we're not the same person yet
1: but yeah just the awesome like dream powers that 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 they had and um and i I would actually i would put this up there with the tommy jarvis trilogy you know as like the nancy thompson trilogy
0: hell fucking yeah i mean
1: one one three and seven i mean they're just they're they're fantastic movies i mean we could probably
0: do without dream child you can never do without dream child oh that movie was terrible no i don't know i see I was wicked into Freddy when I was a kid, and I saw them way the fuck out of order, because yeah. I just well, saw them however they came on on TV, you know. So three I saw first. I don't think I saw part one until I saw. See, I saw part two first. Them. I saw Freddy's Revenge first, which was less. another,
1: which was another one that you know I, I I mean I left off the list. I mean I was which was, I mean I appreciate that movie more now than. That I did obviously before, but but yeah no I mean it, if you your top ten sequels you can't leave this off your list
0: no and, and it was one that I saw on many many people's lists so I mean obviously it's a big time favorite oh absolutely number two Doctor Sleep I've yet to see it
1: it's on oh, my queue oh, it's on it's on my queue
0: dude this movie is so fucking awesome. And I have to give Mike Flanagan super fucking props for this because he had to convince Stephen King to do it. and the To tight- write the book? No, no. Or I just mean, do the movie? Stephen King wrote the fucking the well, book. I know that, but I like... To okay. do the sequel because he's... Wa- Alright, Mike Flanagan is like walking a tightrope doing the sequel because it's a sequel to the book and the movie. At the same time. Because obviously you have to do a sequel to the movie. For the movie. Right. But he also is making it a sequel to the uh, to the actual. It's just so fucking cool. The way he nope. does it. Mad props. You got Ewan McGregor playing Danny. Rebecca Ferguson playing Rose the Hat. Which is such a badass uh, villain. Kylie Curran plays young Abra. She's so cool in this, and you have to give super kudos to Alex Esso, who plays Wendy, and Henry Thomas, who plays Lloyd slash Jack Torrance. Those are some big shoes to fill, but they fill those shoes. Carl Lumbly plays Dick Halloran. Uh, Actually, they they had the original uh, Danny Torrance, Danny Lloyd, uh, plays a cameo. You haven't seen it, so I'm not going to spoil it for you. They give a lot of shout-outs. Uh, they In New Hampshire, they come across an Elm Street. Ooh. There's a uh, scene where they come across room 217, which was the original room in the Overlook, not 237. Right. So they go to that. Um, Abra, who I just mentioned, her house number is 1980. Which is when The Shining movie came out. I mean, you've got gypsies shotgunning souls. There's a scene, I, I, I swear to God, I got goosebumps on my whole body for a scene that mirrored The Shining. So many things. Like, dude, Mike Flanagan used blueprints to recreate The Overlook. He paid so much attention to detail. It is insane. Like, he's probably insane because of how awesome this was. Have you ever seen Oculus? Yeah. Uh, the Oculus mirror actually makes an appearance in this. It's just, this is a fun fucking movie. And I highly suggest it. Man takes a drink. A drink takes the drink. And then the drink takes a man. Isn't it so, Dad? Medicine. Medicine medicine is what it is bonafide cure-all the mind is a blackboard and this is the eraser take your medicine drink cheers to mike flanagan and stephen king dr sleep was one of my favorite books i ever read and the sequel is just fucking blew me away
1: Now was it now he did he stay true to the book
0: he stayed true to the book while also making it a sequel to the movie as well. And that's what I'm saying, man. He played that crazy tightrope act because Stephen King was not a fan of the movie. It was very right. different from the novel he wrote.
1: Yeah, no, you we we talked about it on our um on a previous podcast where they um he was not happy with Kubrick.
0: No, but this this man, this was uh it, It was really good. It paid off. It was creepy as fuck. It was cool as hell. Yeah, man. Awesome. Awesome. All right.
1: My number one. Number one. Number one. Evil Dead 2.
0: Evil Dead 2? Evil Dead 2. It's fantastic. It's fucking groovy. (laughs) So, for
1: some reason, Ash brings his girlfriend to yet another abandoned cabin.
0: He has ash. this thing.
1: He has this thing about abandoned cabins in the woods.
0: Well no, he just wanted to get laid. Yeah, probably. Come on, he he's Ash.
1: <laughs> and of course, he comes across the tape recorder of Dr. Raymond Noby, who had found the Necronomicon on an expedition. Kanda Strata Amantos. Yeah, no, that's...
0: don't don't shh don't say it.
1: Nosferatus Kanda Amantos Kanda.
0: Asshole. Sorry.
1: Yeah, so he unleashes the Kandarian demon, possesses his girlfriend, who proceeds to decapitate, bury her, and he's like taken over as well, but notices it goes away when when Dawn hits. Gets attacked by the dead girlfriend, hilariously smashing her head everywhere. Yep. <laughs> and uh, cuts off his hand, gets stuck with the professor's daughter, and her research partner and two rednecks. That happens. <laughs> the, the, the hilarious one of the funny things. So he he catches he captures hand his hand. He puts it in the can and then puts a bunch of books on top of the, the top of the can. And the first book is a farewell to arms.
0: I uh, 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 Get it get it! Because he's uh he lost his hand.
1: And I mean, most of the movie was basically like him by himself, but is. The, one of the best, one of the best parts, I love the whole, like, eyeball, like, popping into Bobby Joe's mouth. Was it Annie's, Annie's mom, like, Dr. Noby's daughter, he, like, shuts the door with the trap door, like, on her head and, like, the eyeball, like, pops out, like, into her mouth. That was pretty freaking hilarious.
0: Yeah, That's funny and gross. It was,
1: but, no, it my favorite of the three movies, and you know, obviously it's set up nicely for Army of Darkness.
0: Right. So basically, Sam Raimi did the first movie, Wicked, low budget. Now he's got a little bit of a budget, so he kind of remakes the idea so he can slide into Army of Darkness. Right. Very cool. I
1: liked it honestly. I liked it better than the first one.
0: I do too. I actually saw this movie before I saw Evil Dead. I saw Evil Dead two, then I saw Army of Darkness, and then I saw. Uh, the original, Evil Dead. Yeah, and then you have the series Ash versus Evil Dead, which is awesome as fuck.
1: Yeah, I gotta start. I gotta start on that,
0: dude. It is. It, it's a lot of fun because you get, you get to see Ash and just hang out with him, and you know, fucking kill deadites. Yeah, it's fucking groovy.
1: Number one,
0: the Devil's Rejects. Oh, cheers. Whoa! Did you just kill that? Was that a tall? Uh, sure. It's an aluminum. Is that an aluminum bottle? It's, a, it's an aluminum bottle. Yes, it oh is. My, oh my It's very. Uh, I'd say, eco-friendly, but I don't know if that is. It's just awkward.
1: <laughs> Actually, they didn't have any twelve packs at the liquor store. They just had the, the uh, twelve packs of the aluminum bottles. I'm like,
0: okay. All right, bye. It's more than 12 ounces. That's all I care. So, The Devil's Rejects. I mean, it starts with Tiny dragging a nude woman in the woods, and you get the whole ambush, early morning shootout, and it's just such a fucking... This is Rob Zombie's masterpiece. It is. Say what you will about any of his movies. I love them all, but this is one of my favorite movies of all time. So, you get... House of a Thousand Corpses, which is like a super homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: Just like 70s horror.
0: Yeah. And it's just this kind of over-the-top murderous family. The Firefly Firefly (laughs) family is just murdering people. But this, The Devil's Rejects, kind of takes it into the real world and has them on the run. And they're desperate and murderous and crazy and fun and you hate them but you love them at the same time and it makes you feel weird as a person weird as an audience and it's got the best soundtrack like when this movie came out i actually just started dating my wife um i took her to see this movie and there's a what the fuck kind of movies you making me see He's like well <laughs> just so you know this is probably going to happen for the the rest of your life you want to stick with me i mean we're going to be watching some creepy ass fucking shit and i just dude i love this movie so much on my work break the next day i went to a, a music store cuz they still had stores and they still had music stores where you could actually buy a physical copy of uh, like an album and i bought the soundtrack and that was like the soundtrack to 2005 summer for me man i just i jammed out to this shit it was 2007 it was 2005 i'm pretty sure it was 2007 yeah well don't make me bitch slap you and correct you it was 2005 okay this is what we're gonna do no oh, we're gonna do this we're gonna do this we're gonna do this you're gonna make Jenna. me. You're gonna make me question when I met Jenna. You're gonna make me question when I had a summer of, devil's rejects. No, we don't have to actually. Oh, <laughs> oh, we don't, Oh no, we don't have to do that. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, never mind. Never mind. Forget it. it. It's just. It's a, all. It's all good. It, no, it, it's just a super fun movie. Oh, it is, and and, and I. And the whole the whole like Sullivan's and banjo family oh god that that scene with them in the hotel room with the gun, dude, it was
1: and you know oh. what it was all it was all like freaking, like mental like manipulation, you know with the um uh like the gun that was that, that like they had pointed at baby or,
0: or was whatever even loaded
1: yeah, and she's like, hey fucking loaded and she's what am I fucking stupid
0: is a mind games?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely fantastic movie. So fun, and and even like the the old man, like the father.
0: Uh, you know,
1: they brought him out to like the desert. They, I mean, he says they were gonna let him go, but you know, he tried to fight back, and obviously that ended very badly for him.
0: Yeah, I believe there was uh, a, not a direct quote from uh, Tex Watson of the Charles Manson family, that uh, Bill Mosley. Believe right his name away, is
1: believe his name is Mosby.
0: Okay, come on. You've been watching a little bit too much of How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> but he's like I'm the devil or I know, I'm I'm here to, I don't even remember. I'm here to do the devil's work, motherfucker. <laughs> Basically, I'm just going to murder you and I don't give a fuck. It's what it boils down to. Yeah. And one of the scariest things that my mother ever told me when I was a kid, we were watching this, like, I don't know if it was a Lifetime movie or something, but it was based on this guy killing people. And I was like, Mom, why is he going and killing these people? She looked at me, like, dead in the eyes. She's like, you know, sometimes people don't need a reason. They just kill you. It's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, you just, like, look at someone the wrong way. Yeah, they'll kill you. Oh, okay.
1: I don't want to look at anybody anymore.
0: Uh, Can I just hide under the covers forever? No, (laughs) because they'll kill you. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Well, so,
1: I mean, I had left so many movies off this list.
0: I had so many runner-ups. I switched and... Changed and switched and changed.
1: But, I mean, I left, like, Jaws 2, I left on.
0: Jaws 2 and... was so awesome, but I couldn't do it just because of how awesome Jaws is. And Jaws right. 2 was, it was really awesome. Really, really awesome. But, no. It was just more, it, I don't know, it kind of watered down the characters for me. It did. It, it, it did. Uh, I, I did want to give a shout out to actors. Who who their first credit is like horror movies, a couple great names were uh random ass horror sequels. Children of the corn part three. Charlize Theron. Really? Yes. Eva Mendez, Children of the Corn Part Five. Wasn't um Leonardo DiCaprio was in like Critters Three, wasn't
1: he? I think so, yes. I mean, we have Catherine Heigl. He was, also in.
0: When he was also that, like, random-ass person on Growing Pains. <laughs> I <Did
1: he? laughs> uh, the, the The friggin' like, take-in that the family didn't want.
0: Yeah, I don't know. He was like that cousin. You know, everyone has that cousin that comes in, like, w- way into the seasons. It was like, <laughs> uh, we don't have any plot left. Let's just throw in some random-ass character. <laughs>
1: but, yeah, man. Um I don't know, it about does it for us.
0: Yeah, um, I did want to give a shout out to my boy Anthony from Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. They uh, gave us a shout out on their podcast to us. So wanted to return the favor. Really? Yeah. It's, uh,
1: what's, what's, their, what's their podcast?
0: Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. I think I just fucking said it. So if you this can, is why we
1: can't have nice things.
0: No, you can't have nice things. But if you want to have a six pack and listen to some heavy fucking metal, they are the experts on that. So uh, go check that shit out. Absolutely.
1: Um, you can check us out on we are on Facebook, Fans of the Dead. Uh, check us out on Instagram, Fans of the Dead One.
0: We're on Twitter at Fans of the Dead One. Number one. That's you know the number the numeral
1: numeral uno
0: hell yeah because you know why we numeral uno motherfucker oh you can <laughs> hit us up at feedback fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com drop us a line drop us some hate mail drop us some love mail just just uh, say what's up we're also on YouTube, mostly uh, our recipes for disaster up there, but we got we got a lot of funny shit there. We're going to expand that going forward, but check out you those can, videos.
1: You can check out our uh, one chip challenge on our upcoming video.
0: Yeah, you can see Jeremy trying to hold it together, but it looked like his head was going to explode. This motherfucker is <laughs> hiccuping and he's burping at the same time. <laughs> God, I don't even know what that's that awful. about.
1: That was all that was like the worst part. Like, you know, I'm like, okay, I need to burp. Alright. Like I need to just like get that up. And then I just started hiccuping and I'm like, oh, this is not to okay. This it was a recipe for disaster. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> and I'm and I'm like, okay, just gotta burp. And then it was like <gasps> I'm like, oh shit. And like literally, like it was just like my lips on fire. That was like the worst part.
0: Well, that's because you took it in, like, two bites. You're supposed to eat it all at once.
1: Well, the second bite was, like, right behind.
0: Uh, I mean, when you told me you took two bites, I was like, I hope he didn't mean he took, like, two little nipples and called it a day. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was just like, I need more milk. Milk was a godsend for that. Oh, my God.
1: Well, I remember I learned years ago on Man vs. Food that you do not drink water.
0: Water just helps you makes for, it, like, one second. It makes it worse. It doesn't make it worse. It just doesn't really help at all.
1: <laughs> but he, he, he was trying some, like, weird, like, Indian fucking wings, like, hot wings or something, and he had, like, six glasses of milk ready to go.
0: Yeah, that's, that's actually pretty smart. All right, so we're going to call it a day. I hope you enjoyed the sequels. Have fun. Be safe. Peace.